Hi, I'm Laura Boswell. And I'm Peter Keegan. And as always, we have the talented Mr B on sound. Welcome to Ask an Artist. Need help to take the leap and become a working artist, the sort that actually gets to make art and pay bills at the same time? We're both that sort of artist. We pay our bills and we do it by making art. Every week we'll be using our personal experience to give help and advice in making art your proper job. We'll be here to tackle everything from finances to finding a gallery, self-doubt to social media, the everyday practical stuff every artist needs to make a go of the career. Now, when making the leap from novice to professional artist, it's a wise idea to consider developing a body or series of works. Not only will it help you hone your style and technique, it's much more likely to get you noticed by collectors. So today, Laura and I will discuss how we approach working in series and how we decide what exactly to paint and print. So, Laura, I know that you work quite a lot in series and aren't you in the middle of working in a series at the moment? Yes, I am. I do work in series quite a lot. And at the moment, I'm working in a very, what I call a very loosely themed series of Scottish landscape prints. So in this particular instance, the size of, I'm working on four, and they're all the same size, and they're all around buildings in Scotland, which I, I almost never, ever do. I never put buildings in my work, but what, this time... Actual buildings within a landscape? Your actual, your actual buildings in the landscape. Yeah, I wanted to do something about scale. And one of the things about the Scottish landscape is you have houses look absolutely tiny in the landscape. So that's kind of a theme across these prints. And you had that plan from the outset, you wanted to sort of do yeah. that within a series? Yeah, I mean, I often do that as a starting point for work because... I like to give myself almost like a brief and sometimes it'll be one picture, but quite often I'll, I'll play with ideas, several ideas in different prints around the one kind of brief, um, which I find is, is very useful for triggering ideas and things like that. But you, I mean, you do a series, series work as well, don't you? I mean, well, not my, yeah, my, my practice, work, maybe. Yeah, it's interesting. So, because obviously my commission base is, is mm. bespoken one off. Um, so, you know, that, that isn't really anything to do with a series. But then I do produce uh, pieces for sale in my gallery. And mm. I do try and kind of keep a series. So uh, the last couple of years, I've been painting landscape paintings of, of, of the mm. local Buckinghamshire area and, and around my studios in a very similar colour palette. They're all the same size and yeah, the same I've seen format. Them in your gal- yeah. Lovely. You know, and they, they yeah. look really lovely as a set. And what's particularly interesting is that, you no, know, I, I didn't intend, I didn't set out to produce those. I was just sort of responding to what was around me. And then from that evolved kind of this group and set of paintings. And it took someone mm-hmm. to kind of point it out to me that these would look good as a group. And I thought, you know what, you're right. right. And and it kind of evolved from there. But what what I found really interesting, because we're still in the middle of, of lockdown and COVID and we're, we're, as you know, mm-hmm. we're still not um, speaking to each other in person. I'm in my studio, you are in yours. Still Zooming. <laughs> still Zooming. And we're, we're hopefully that we're sounding better and, and keeping yeah, through. We're getting better at it. But we, what I've, what I've discovered is, um, so I'm doing a lot of teaching via Zoom and um, one uh, person and I was uh, teaching, uh, they expressed a real interest to be taught to paint still lifes um, as a good uh, way of learning how to draw, uh, getting proportions and perspective and so on. Now, still life is not my favourite genre. I'm not going to lie. I, f- I always found still life to be a bit <laughs> a bit boring and a bit dull and not particularly interesting. Mm. But I thought, well, it's, it's serving a good purpose to teach this uh, student. And I was demonstrating this painting, a little still life painting of a bowl with a spoon in it. And I thought, I think I really enjoyed 
painting it. And oh, that's I, interesting. I, I've, I'm now 12 paintings in of still lives. <laughs> so it's and I'm, addictive. Yeah, I'm painting apples and strawberries and, and, and peaches and all sorts. And I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm, I'm by nature now creating mm. another series, which I think is it's a positive thing that's come out of this sort of lockdown experience. Mm. I would have never have done it usually. Um, and by nature of being put into this situation, I'm producing another body of work. And the collection's looking a lot stronger than if I just did that one painting of a bowl. Now I've got a big collection. It looks stronger. One thing I've just thought of, actually, while you were talking about that, the last time I saw you in your studio, back in the days when we could see each other, you were painting a picture of siblings. You'd painted one brother at one point and you were now painting the second brother. So do you have like a, a series where you maybe get families that come back and ask for another portrait? And if so, does that do you are you careful to tie in with the previous painting would you you know in that sort of series where there's time lapse how do you manage that yeah no that that does that, that does happen occasionally and i am in the middle of that one at the moment it's really important that the the one that the commissioners asked you to produce that first painting and then they come and want to you to produce another one it's important that in some way they do go together that they do match yeah. that there is that sort of um, harmony between them both so quite often when I am producing the second or the third or, or more pictures I will ask if I can borrow my original one back in the studio mm. so as I'm painting the second or the third I've got that first one always sort of in in, in the corner of my eye so when I hang yeah, them next to each other move on absolutely yeah work. yeah so it's and it's it's that it's the delicate balance because you know say it was five years ago hopefully I've improved and developed and and, and learned a lot more in the last five years but I don't want it to look so different from the first one so it's sort of about bridging yeah. that gap of what I've learnt to make a better picture but not that it completely looks a million miles away from that original one that the commissioner um, asked me to do in the first place. Yeah so that that's quite an interesting concept a series where there's actually a big space of of time simple things like getting the you know the scale the same so uh, in this circumstance mm. of painting these two brothers i've just made sure the canvas is exactly the same size and we're going to yeah. make sure they're framed in the exact same way so they may look slightly different in regards to i don't know the paint colors or the brush strokes but you can clearly see that they are a matching pair due to the, the presentation of them yeah, no, that's a really good point. So, I mean, that's kind of a series thrust upon you, but there are good reasons for imposing working in a series for yourself, I think. I mean, Abs one of the things that I find about it is that it gives you a really good point of focus, especially, I mean, I think we mentioned it in the creative block episode that, mm. that actually coming up with a brief is a good plan, but actually making it more than one work is, is a very good way of exploring a topic in depth. The other thing about working in a series is that you can really get in depth into whether it's a particular style or approach or even, you know, whether it's a technique, whether it's a way of, you know, pushing the paint around or cutting the words, mm. um, you know, a colour palette. I mean, I certainly benefited from that by limiting myself to just a series of, it was essentially greens, impressionistic painterly greens when I was painting the landscape. I really yeah. learned so much by using that because I had so much time to develop this larger body of work. Well, I've done that myself and I did a series on garden flowers once. And what I did was that I, each of, there were four pictures and each had its, its own complementary colours. Mm -hmm. So as a set, they were all different colours, but they were all colours that worked together. So that's another way of playing with that um. kind of. 
Yeah. The other good thing as well is that I think, and I noticed this by putting these pictures up in my gallery, is that having a series or a set of work, it really gives the customers this sort of confidence in your work because mm. you're you're t- you know you're making this big statement here is this body of work i've worked very hard i've researched i've practiced i've honed my craft and and here it all is mm. and there's something that really gives a big amount of confidence well, it's consistency isn't it it's yeah. you're not flitting from one thing to the other it's it shows that you you've got a consistent staying power and you're you're developing uh on one theme which is quite interesting for the viewer i think yeah and we also know as well that it's not just the you know customers who I think appreciate and benefit from that, but we know that galleries also love bodies of work as well. That if oh, you go sure. to a go yeah. to a gallery and show them a mishmash of work, they're not going to take that anywhere near as consi- uh, seriously as an artist that turns up with a very confident, strong, united front body of work. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the the idea of having a kind of uh, a, a themed set or a consistent body of work when you approach a gallery is a good one. But if it's, it, what's, what's not so great is if you have like a set of work you've done specifically and you go to the gallery and that's what they're expecting, but now you've done that set, you move on to something else. That can be a little bit confusing. So when we're talking about bodies of work, we're talking about it within your general style, not mm. as like completely disparate and separate things. You know, you still have to have your kind of overall yeah. unique voice. Um, and that comes back to well. your, your your style, mm. I suppose, because we did an episode yeah, where we talked style, all about style. Like. Yeah. yeah. So they're within your style, not like separate little things. Mm. So let's let's talk in a little bit about tips that we're going to, you know, suggest. If you're out there thinking, right, okay, well, this all sounds well and good, but what sort of things should I consider when producing sure. a body or series of work? We've, we've written a few things that we think uh, may be helpful. So, so almost th- like writing a brief, isn't it? When yeah, you, absolutely. When you're thinking about absolutely. it. Absolutely. So the first obvious thing is, what are you going to paint? You know, what is what is your theme? What <laughs> is your topic? Make. Also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, it, and it really can be anything it can be it could be figures it could be landscapes it can be dogs it doesn't kind of matter what the theme is and and feel free to go really specific even if it is landscapes think about what Mm. type of landscapes is it local landscapes is it seasonal landscapes you know all of that will really kind of bring that uh, body work closer together and one of the uh, interesting things I've seen with jewellers as well, they might pick a particular material. There's a jeweller I know who works with, with silver, but she incorporated uh, cork into a series on, on silver jewellery where there was a sort of very specific theme of this cork material combined with the silver, which was very beautiful. And it made a really nice body of work. Mm. I've seen it as well so, in, in sort of 3D mm. artists and ceramic artists, particularly that when, when a ceramicist works um, and, and produces a beautiful uh, you know, uh, functional set of, of ceramics, mm. you can see that the shapes are united in all the different uh, objects and the colours and the glazes kind mm. of match and united throughout. And of course, I don't just want to buy one of them. I want to buy all of them because they all look so yes. splendid together. Yes. I suppose with some things... You know, there's a kind of, there's almost a compulsory uh, set that goes with, especially with ceramics, if it's tableware, something like that, or maybe with jewellery. So that also might suggest a body of work. So also the other thing that I look at a lot, and I know you do with something like this, is the format, the size, how the work's going to fit together as a set visually. Mm. So this, what thing. I'm doing with this, this still life body of work I'm doing, they're all small, 
and they were talking about, I know, 22 centimetres, which is about, I think, eight inches, and they're square, and they're all the exact same size. So just by the very nature, that the, the scale mm. and the format, they are all going to work. So I can choose different colours, and I can paint different objects and different fruits and vegetables. That's all very different. But what unites them is but kind the of that, that same size. Absolutely. Together. Yeah, and I've seen absolutely. that with your work. You know, I think I've seen I've mm. seen to remember a, a series of work you've done. I think it was at the Four Seasons, and they were all very mm. long, uh, very long portrait yes. format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I quite often do that. I did a series about uh, of Japanese woodblocks about the Buckinghamshire landscape, and I deliberately chose a traditional Japanese woodblock print size to work within because it gave me compositional challenge because it was very unusual sort of shape that I wouldn't normally pick mm. which was very stimulating for me to come up with with designs that fit it mm. but also at the end of the day it gave me a set of 12 views that were very cohesive so mm. yeah that that's that's quite important now let's get some color into this podcast Yes, let's, Peter. So now the colour master and paint wizard, Michael Harding, has joined us as the show sponsor. We're really excited to offer you the chance to win some of his luscious pigment-dense oil paint. We've both been lucky enough to visit Michael and his team at the Michael Harding Colour Mill, and we've seen for ourselves why his paints are considered among the finest in the world. So tell us about the competition, Peter, or rather don't. I'll just take the paints home myself. <laughs> no, these aren't for you, I'm afraid, Laura. Uh, these are for people listening at home because we are giving you the opportunity to win over £250 worth of Michael Harding oil paints for you to play with in your own studio. To be in with a chance of getting your hands on these fabulous colours, visit our Instagram page at Ask an Artist Podcast and follow all the instructions. And if you'd like to find out more information about Michael Harding paints, simply visit their website at michaelharding.co.uk. Yeah, but time's running out, isn't it, Peter? We'll be picking the lucky winner on Monday, the 3rd of August. And you can check out all the competition details on our Instagram page and at our website at askanartistpodcast.com. Now we've had our colour fix. Let's get back to building that body of work. So the other area to consider when producing a body of work is the concept, which is essentially that the idea. Sometimes that comes first before you think about mm. the visual side of things and having that idea in mind from the outset can potentially give greater clarity and even cohesion uh, to your body of work so a concept it can be anything can't it it can be oh it can for be sure a yeah it could be a simple idea it can be a, a particular reference image it could be your memory mm. or an experience that something has happened to you that yeah, is I mean, then creating I, this work i often go with weather because i'm a landscape artist i'll often think about a certain season or a type of weather that I want to deal with, or even a memory of a visit where I visited certain places, something mm. like that. So it doesn't have to be anything kind of very specific. It just needs to be something you can hang a series of works off. Yeah. I know as well that the concept for some artists is, is kind of sometimes more important for those artists that they have something to say. There is there is a message and a point to all this work they really want to get oh, across to the yeah, viewer. Absolutely. And that concept comes yeah. before the actual product and the outcome in many ways. So yeah, you know, if, mean, you, if you want to make this a political statement, for example, in your yeah. work or say something real clout and strength, then having that uniting concept in all your work from the outset, I think is, is, is clearly essential. 
Yeah, and I think for some artists, it's very important to have that message. I mean, I know a sculptor who is very keen to work with recycled and found materials, and that's kind of informs their body of work. So they mm. might do a series that's specifically on materials found in a particular place or a particular type of material, but the underlying message is always that of found objects, recycled objects, repurposed things. Mm. So yeah, I think you're absolutely right. The also one of the, the delicious things that a lot of people look to is the palettes, the the colours that are used uh, in 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 a in a group of work, and sometimes mm. the best collections or series of works they often have a unifying clear colour palette or you know colour mm. harmony as we call it. You know that understanding of the colour wheel. If by using sort of certain groups or collections of of colour really do sing out, and often they tend to be the first thing that people notice as well when they walk into a room. Yes, I think you're right. I think that I quite often work with quite subdued and restricted colour palettes. And I, I did a a series on Cheddar Gorge a few years ago, and it was a very restricted palette, but they were a series of, I think I did five pictures that were really quite different from each other. But this, this same colour theme ran throughout, and it was a really nice way of working. I think yeah. colour is something you can always look at. Yeah as an interesting thing with a body of work. It's, it's all too tempted as well to throw colour. You know, we, we all love using colour and having all that available mm. to us, but sometimes you can say something with a lot more strength and, and um, impression by using a very limited kind of colour palette. And, you know, I, we, I do that mm. all the time in my teaching is saying you don't need to throw everything at it. Just sort of hold back. Just use a few simple colours can convey a message a lot more. And even in my portrait in portraiture work you know I, I work in a relatively kind of contemporary expressive palette I love using mm. that rich colors and and irrespective of what I'm painting whether it is you know an old lady or a young child those colors are sort of found consistently through all my work so yeah. that you know that again unites my my style and the way that I wish to convey uh, the world as well by utilizing that consistent color Actually, it's interesting how color is is a very important part of both our our individual styles, I would say. We both have very recognisable mm. colour themes, colour palettes. So it's something that sort of quite naturally has developed for both of us. Yeah. And then, you know, you can explore that deeper by having a specific colour palette in a body of work. So I think that is that is is well worth thinking about if you're setting yourself a project to work on a, a body of work. So having created this this lovely theme, the next, the, the sort of the final thing to think about is how it's presented, you know, framing or how you, you're going to present it as uh, sculptures or whatever you've made. And that's important as well. Because I know that you, you, have a, you have a consistent frame for all of your we do we have a, we have what we call a house style of framing because mm. uh, talented Mr B is a framer as well so he has a particular framing style for my work there are small variations but I mean obviously if you are producing a body of work and it's the same size and they all hang together like your little uh, still lives you're working on you'll presumably want to frame those in the same way yeah well I, I i like you i kind of have my own kind of frame that it, it's taken me quite a few mm. years to sort of find out but working very closely with my framer i found mm. it's it's a bare wood frame that i've chosen the color 
that he then paints onto it. And it's this sort of, it's a very soft sort of warm grey, which works very mm. well as a neutral tone for all my pieces. And then with either a slip or a mount, if, if the work is under glass, I kind of use that frame for almost everything. Mm. So there is this kind of consistency, at least in presentation. Yeah. Of course, if people are, you know, commissioning something bespoke and they want a frame that you know, matches their house, of course, then, you know, you work with them because you want the work to blend and really fit into their environment. But the way that I present my work myself, you know, I want it that I want it to be unified and to, to look smart and look tidy because it would look it'd look a mishmash if it was all these frames that I kind of recycling mm. and, and swapping around. Yeah, I mean, and also that kind of thing's very important if you're selling at a show or a fair uh, and, a, and galleries also would prefer consistency. I mean, I know we've touched on this quite a bit in our episode on framing, but it, it also goes for the way you present other other 3D work or textiles or jewellery. You know, it's, 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 it's like if you do, I don't know, textiles and you hang everything on the same hanger or yeah, the same absolutely. style of hanger, things like that, all those little details that make things consistent and cohesive are the not only it looks professional but it's also getting your style message across yeah i think and i i think it goes as far down as the packaging material that you 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 wrap up the work in as well and and the way that you you know you bag it up and box it up and present it not only you know again does that Mm. enhance your professionalism and your commitment to you know making sure the goods are treated very carefully and and considerately but you kind of want all that packaging to say something about you as well you know using the same color Mm. palette or using the type of materials that relate or resonate with your work it's sort of i I see it as that whole kind of package if you can deliver that uh united front it will just make Mm. it will kind of validate i think the choice of the customer that yes you know yours was the right piece to buy and they want to take it home yeah i think i think you're absolutely right anything that it it sort of it gives a little piece of you and sort of in in promotes the buying process as a pleasurable experience. That's Mm. that's very, very important. So, Peter, what's our takeaway from this episode? Well, I think it's clear that, you know, by producing a body of work, it's a great way of setting yourself a target and a goal. Not only will it keep you focused on a specific genre or style, it can also help you feel confident when approaching galleries and collectors. So thank you, Peter, and thank you, everyone, for listening. You can catch up with the stuff we've covered during this episode in our show notes at askanartistpodcast.com. And in the meantime, please help us by subscribing to the show and telling all your friends about us. 